So let's make it plain. Welcome back to Make It Plain, Wayne, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's episode, we have a special episode, an interview with husband, father, master barber, owner of Lyle Styles and Cuts, speaker, author, creator of Barber's Eye, Arthur Lyle, and I heard he catches bullets with his teeth. Is that true? <laughs> I catch bullets with his teeth. Bruce Leroy, but that's amazing. This man catches bullets with his teeth. With his teeth? With his teeth. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> now, for, for those of you who are listening overseas or you know away from this area, this is a very talented man, a very talented gentleman, uh, dad, husband. As I said, the, the, the list goes on, and he's going to get into that. Um, but just to start, uh, Mr. Lyle, what, what kind of projects do you have coming up, or what are you enjoying, or, or what about today was hey, great for you? Hey, man, you know, I woke up, man. You know, I woke up, man. God is the glory to everything, man. I just got to give him praise all the time, because you know what? Uh, without that, I, I wouldn't be nothing, right? I wouldn't be a father. I wouldn't be a husband. I wouldn't be an entrepreneur. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be nothing to nobody else if it wasn't for that. So that's the best thing I got going for myself today, bro. And uh, to be honest, uh, from that, man, I just try to live my life to the fullest, man. Like, I, because I don't know, you know, you might not, tomorrow ain't promised, you feel me? So I feel like mm. knowing that, I'm going to live today. Right, right. <laughs> that's it, bro. That's, that's what I'm saying. Knowing just that's enough, I'm going to live full today. Right. And, and for those of you who don't know, can you give them your Instagram name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Instagram is at Arthur Lyle underscore I'm saying that messed up. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Arthur, Arthur underscore Lyle is my Instagram tag. Now, for those of you who don't know, I usually see Arthur with nice shoes. His, his shoe game is perfect. He always has great shoes, nice shoes. It's not by accident. He works hard in the gym. If you look at his Instagram, look at his Snapchat, he goes hard in the gym. He competes. He is a great competitor, and he is just doing awesome things. So. Do, do you have Nike sponsorship yet? <laughs> and uh, they need to, somebody needs to sponsor me, bro. Kohan, Nike, or somebody. I don't know, but no, nah, I ain't got it yet. Man. And, uh, uh, we'll see what these next couple projects and uh, especially with Instagram, a couple tags, you know, right. <laughs> blast their tags. But they but say. but he does have that glow, so <laughs> he's got a few of the Infinity Stones, so. He's, he's <laughs> but yeah. Now, I, I touched on Barber's Eye. Barber's Eye, can you explain to everyone what that is and why we love it so much? Man, that's a great question. So listen, uh, I've been a barber going on six, well, a professional barber for 16 years. Yes. And uh, what Barber's Eye is, it's, it's kind of dope because it's like, uh, it's like having Superman eye vision, that supervision as a barber, you know mm. what I mean? And it's not all about a haircut. It's just being able to see something before it is something. You see what I'm saying? It's like x-ray vision. And Barbara's eye is just having that, having that x-ray vision, having the mindset to help please. And most people, when you think of a barber, you think about haircuts, but it's nothing nothing short of confidence. Barbering is nothing about selling confidence, not haircuts. So with the Barbara's eye, I just wanted to be able to utilize that name that title because it's, it brings it has such history behind it and to be able to have that vision to see through individuals customers clients kids children men women lawyers doctors to help them with a simple haircut or anything that you do 
to bring out the best in them. Mm. So it's a superpower having that vision, a barber's eye vision, you know what I mean, from a precision. That's what that is, man. And from that, I've taken it and expounded on it in so many different areas, you know, with apparel and hair shows and, um, you know, like products and things like that and, and techniques. So, you know, more on that later, but that's kind of what that is. That's the basis of it. It's your supervision. Right. Being able to see something within. You know right. What I mean? And uh, that, I think that's really to simplify it, what I mean by a barber's eye. Because it's nothing, nothing about a cut. Now, for those of you who don't know, like I said, he does have the glow. He does have a couple infinity stones. Uh, friends of mine that have been uh, cut by Arthur won't go anywhere else. And I didn't know this until talking to him and asking him. And this is across the whole city. So, wow, wow. so, so when he says he has superpowers, <laughs> he's not lying. Wow. But he, he does these big projects, these big events. I know you have great connections, great you know friends and family everywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, any competitions coming up that you're gonna do? Uh, well, you know, well with bodybuilding, to be honest, man, uh, bodybuilding kind of came by surprise to me. Like bodybuilding mm -hmm. has never been something I've personally been interested in like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, outside of just watching, not me participating, I should say. I always like Arnold Schwarzenegger growing up, and I used to watch those things, but with my granddad when I was a kid. But I never ever seen myself as a bodybuilder because I'm by by <laughs> by heart I'm true to basketball. I'm a basketball star. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I thought I was gonna go to the NBA, that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. You know, ABA. I made it to ABA, did some semi pro stuff, but I never made it further than that. Mm -hmm. Semi pro. So that's my that's my true passion. Right. But bodybuilding and competition competing in that area, um, it really just started off as a joke, honestly. Mm -hmm. Just like a prank, kinda of, not even a prank, but just like a, a almost a, like a bet or a competition in a barbershop. That's a good um, competition. Yeah. And, and it was just, you know, because we kind of all work out in my shop. And one day we were just kind of talking and said something like, you wouldn't last in doing a bodybuilding competition. You couldn't do that. I said, what? And, you know, the mindset it takes, you, you, you wouldn't be able to do it. And oh. So that's kind of how that whole conversation for me getting in bodybuilding kind of came up. I was like, man, I get on that thing and ace it. You know, tripping. I was like, it ain't nothing different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's how bodybuilding you know, came to something, you know, in my life, honestly. I was already working mm. out, you know what I mean, but it was just nothing to that level. But Amazing. the cool thing about bodybuilding, bro, is that the mind shift that you have to do to make the mind and body connection, mm -hmm. it's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing gift that right. I think everybody should uh, experience. Wow. So... This explains why he has so many great shoes. He's a hooper by heart. By heart. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so being a barber, does that, uh, that want and desire to be a perfectionist with the cuts, does that bleed over into bodybuilding? It bleeds in everything. <laughs> right. Yes, I, I've, you know, I've been a perfectionist for all my life because of that, I think. Barbering is, is really what made me want to perfect everything I've done. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and I have to tell you this, bro, is that uh, uh, this is the, the, this is the thing, and I think I, we I, we had a conversation about this. Yeah. Um, perfection has been, uh, um, how can I say it? It's helped me and it's hurt me. Done is better than perfect. Because done is better than perfect. Because oh, I try to perfect man. everything. Yes. And when you try to perfect so many things, you don't get a lot of things done. Mm -hmm. And you know, you got to ask yourself at some point in your life. Do you want everything to be perfect or do you want everything to be done? 
because that's the big difference, you know what I mean? Because if you wait till it's perfect, you're never done. Mm. <laughs> that's for me. Yeah. Su su super analyzers, internal analyzers uh, like me, yes. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? So, yeah, with that precision and a barbering and just trying to be, you know, perfect, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm always looking to be better in everything I've done as far as cutting hair, as far as basketball, as far as repairing. Mm -hmm. I'm always searching for knowledge to better myself and be perfect. But, like I said, it hurts me in the back end because, like, I'm always trying to strive for that. And really, it's not necessary. <laughs> it's, not, it's not necessary. He bur he, he's burning more gears than most people have in their whole life in yeah. just one day. <laughs> Man, you just, yeah, your, your wheels are steady turning. Yeah, I gave you a great example. Yeah. Check this out. Uh, what kind of phone you got? Uh, LG. So, yeah, so you got LG. Android, right? Yes. Okay, so listen. Uh, so for all those Apple users, for all those Android, you know, it doesn't matter what type of phone you got, but let's just say uh, I got an uh, Apple, what I got? 10. Mm -hmm. I don't have a 10. <laughs> I got the 8 Plus. I don't know. They all look the same now. Right. So check this out. If, if Apple had started off with the if the first Apple was perfect, right? Right. How many Apple's phones will we need? We oh. would just need Apple number one. Right. We would need eight, eight seven, six, five, four, hell, X, or X plus, X. <clears throat> we right. would need those because the first one was perfect. Hmm. Right? But how do we get that? <laughs> because the thing is, we strive for perfect when all you really need is strive just to get it done. Right. You see what I'm saying? So some of the greatest minds in the world they figured it out that I don't want it to be perfect. I just want to get it done and get a product out there, sell it, and then my customers or whomever my target market is, they'll tell me if it needs to be better or not. And guess what? I come with something new. I come with something better. Mm. And then you tell me if this is good or not. Oh, it needs more Wi-Fi power? Okay, let's come up with a new one. Right. And now you have a long list of ongoing customers, ongoing business. But so mm. many people striving for just that one thing, they never get it because it's not just that one thing that you need to perfect. Mm. <sighs> Too much homework. We gave ourselves too much homework. It's too much. It's too much. You know? it's oh my God. It's ongoing. Life don't stop and end. And you know, once you finish that project, the thing is, is like when you're creating something, you create like whatever project you create, whatever product you create, whatever opportunities you create for yourself, whatever business, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Once you create it, you've also just created another problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So as soon as you create the iPhone, whatever number phone. You're creating a new problem because now the person will say, well, it doesn't work in my city or the Wi-Fi doesn't work. Well, what about now we got new LG, uh, 4G Wi-Fi or right. now we got a high-def TV and it doesn't work. Or now we got apps. We need it. So you got a new problem. So now your phone doesn't work there. So you have to get a new one that works for what's happening now. Now, by the time you produce that, it's something else. Right. So every time you produce something, you've also produced a new problem because now people don't know how to use it. You got to teach them that. <laughs> Is that right, what I'm saying? Right. So that's what life is about. Mm. No matter what industry, like even with bodybuilding, you know, once I, I started to do bodybuilding, I created a new problem. The new mm -hmm. problem was how do you maintain all of this business stuff <laughs> and work out an hour and hour, an hour, two hours a day at that intensity? You want to look good, feel good, yeah. cut good, plan good. Come on. And, just, and, and then still be a dad, still be a husband, still be a business owner. How do you make that work? Right. Right. You just created a new problem. Right. <laughs> but you got to make it look good. But you got to do it. You just got to do it. So uh, you kind of talked about my next question, you know, what drives you. So obviously, you know, being a perfectionist drives you, um, you know, answering that feedback for, you know, whatever that new problem is. Um, after you just got it done, it drives you. Uh, 
what drives you into the speaking and the books and you know the the the, the get up every morning what what drives you to get up every morning and and do it again you know that's a great question see um i think we all are on this world on this earth this 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 weird place that we call earth mm -hmm. i think we're all here for a purpose right um if we're all here for a purpose and if we knew what our purpose was, because most of us don't, you know, um, the funny thing is, most of us don't know what our purpose is, but we don't know what we want to do in life, right? Yeah. We don't know what we want, but you can damn sure bet you know what you don't want. Right. Right? So I figured if I did something different, I figured out what, is that, what, what do I do not want from my life, mm. right? I don't want to be on drugs. I don't want to be in poverty. Right. I don't want to be here and not leave a legacy. I don't want these things, mm -hmm. okay? Because I kind of didn't know what I wanted. So let me just do it the opposite way and find out what I don't want. Right. You know, if I figured out what I don't want, mm. I said, okay, if I don't want those things, then let's start there. So if I don't want those things, so that means I have to do the things every day so I don't have these issues. Yeah, eliminate. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to yeah. be, I don't want to be broke because I grew up broke. I don't want to be poor. I grew up poor. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to be around drugs. I grew up around drugs. Right. I don't want to be an alcoholic. I used to be an alcoholic. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want those things. I, mm. I don't want to be fat. I want to be fit. If right. you don't want those things, then you have to do things to keep you from that. Right. Right? So that's what drives me. Like, to writing books and, and sharing those things, I felt like some of the greatest people in the world that inspired so many people, they shared everything they knew. Hmm. And wow, wow. Like Dr. King, you know, I mean, like JFK, you know, I mean, just M Malcolm X. I mean, so many. If you think of anybody that's, in, that, that, you know, anybody to this, this day that's historic, that, you know, you might quote them, they shared everything they knew. Yeah. The Tesla, reason, Oprah. Anybody. <laughs> Tesla, right. Oprah. Anybody. Anybody. Tony Robbins. You know, Les Brown, I mean, anybody, every, you know what I mean, that ever done something great, you know, mm. Albert Einstein, they shared everything they know. Mm. So I wanted to be in that category one day. So I said, what if I start sharing everything I knew, um, everything I've learned? Because I know there's other people that's probably coming up like I've came up, mm -hmm. that's probably struggled like I've struggled. Right. You know what I mean? And I had no idea how I got out of it, you know what I mean? But once I start figuring it out, I was like, I just want to share because right. ultimately, if a person grew up like I grew up and the things that I've done and been through, a good percentage of them wouldn't make it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because of yeah. the things that I've done, I've been through. You know, I've been through hell and back. Mm -hmm. So oh, a good percentage of people wouldn't make it. Right. So I'm like, if I can be a spark to help one individual or two individuals to be able to, to, to make a shift in their lives, man, I want to just share it. I want to be that spark. So I want to be, I want to be great one day. Right, right. You know I mean? So I want to be our Einstein of the barber industry, yet not just a barber. I want to be, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? I want to be, I want to be that one day. I want somebody to quote Arthur Lyle said, mm. you know, Arthur Lyle said, you know, live every day like it's your last because you never know if you're going to be here tomorrow. I want somebody to quote that one day and say, man, I live every day to my last, like Arthur Lyle said. I want somebody mm. to think about that when they wake up. So that's what wow. got me into that, and that's what drives me. Because right. I don't want anything back from it. I just mm. want to share because I feel like personally, um, if you, like Denzel Washington had a great quote on one of his motivational talks. He said, you know, you never see 
a hearse behind, you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. <laughs> right? Because all the stuff that you gain while you're here, right. you can't take with you. Right. You can't take it with you. All the knowledge, all the money, all the things that you've done, mm. you can't take it with you. So why don't you make it useful while it's here? So the things that I've learned and I've, I've accumulated, the, you know, all of those things, I want to make it help somebody while I can be helpful and actually see the process of somebody being helped. Right, right. So that's what drives <laughs> me, man. Like, so if you want to do that, you know, that kind of leads me to another question. Obviously, you probably had people, you know, approach you, talk to you, ask you for advice. What's been something that someone's asked you that you were able to, you know, completely turn them around and, and help them on? Was there that question, you know, for maybe a barber, beautician, dentist, you know, a, a real estate agent? Has there been anybody that came to you and asked a question and you were able to flip them around into a All better way? All the time. Yeah. Uh, people always ask me, like, because, you know, especially a person that, that read any of my material or mm -hmm. know me from years ago, they ask me, what what inspired me or what shift did I make to make myself a success? You know, because, I mean, you know, if you read my materials, you know that I, I don't come from any, you know, rich family. I don't come from any money. I don't come from any of those things. Mm -hmm. I don't come from any, everything I ever done, I work my ass off. Right, right, right. But everything I've ever done, I work for it entirely. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have any special gifts to, you know, to write. You know, mm -hmm. I feel English three times. You know, right. but I'm an author. I've written two book, two best-selling books. So, like, I, I nice. you know, I, yes, yes. you know, what I mean, so everything I've ever done, I've been counted out. So people ask me, like, what did you do? What, who does it? You know, is, is it a ghostwriter back there? Is it somebody else doing all the work? But no, the the, the one thing that I tell people is that. I just want to outwork everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'll outwork you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I will put in the hours. I mean, I will do the things. Like, I'd rather, I changed my mindset. I started reading the right books. You know what I mean? Because I started to look. What, what really shifted people when they asked me that, I remember one time exactly, a particular guy came to me and uh, he was like, man, I just got in here from out of town and I'm trying to get around people that um, are movers and shakers and I want to start, you know, uh, making a shift for myself because I, you know, he was telling me how the situation was, and he asked me what did I suggest he did, and I was like, um, you got to get around better people, you right? Know, you know, the, the environment, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's a scary. Yeah, that's yeah, and it's that's hard a scary to do, thing. You know what yes. I mean? But I'm not saying leave your people behind, but I'm just saying like, get around people that are, that, that don't mind lifting you up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what I did. You know, the funny thing is, is, is if you're around people that that, that can't lift you up, you guys mm. are on the same playing field. So right. they're going to distract you from getting to the next stair because they're going to keep you on that same level. And the moment you start going to another level, they pull you back. Mm -hmm. So you need somebody that's not a threat to you. Right. That don't mind pulling you up and say, hey, look, I was there before. I'm going to help you get up here. Right. You see what I'm saying? Versus right. where you going and pull you down. So you know, those are some simple things that I did, but you have to really just shift the mindset because it's in thinking. You know what I mean? Um, there's this book by uh, John Allen, and it says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're usually right. You know? <laughs> you're so, right. So if you think you can be a success or you think you're not, then that's the answer. Right, right. You know? So, um, yeah, it's the thinking, the mindset. Wow. It's the mindset. Now, in, and I know this is probably scary for a lot of people, especially, you know, uh, with certain age groups, mm -hmm. to 
remove yourself from that group of friends or you know people that you have to be around getting away from them to be successful or finding the right group to be successful is a scary thing it's extremely scary yeah, yeah. Every, <laughs> but here's the thing everything you want is on the other side of fear yeah i mean you know fear whatever you're afraid fear feeds you yeah you know what i mean like you, you attract it you fear is an attraction Mm. You know what I mean? Whatever you're afraid of, you attract. Yes. Yeah. So you need to learn to repel it. Like I'm, I, I'm afraid, so I'm just, gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna run away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna repel it by coming to it. You know, what I mean? I'm, I'm straight at it. Like I'm looking fear in the face. Whatever it is, I'm just gonna do it. Because funny thing is about fear is, you know, you know what the, you know what the acronym for fear is. The acronym for fear is. I need, I gotta hear this. Yeah. The acronym for fear <laughs> is an acronym. Yeah. You know. Um, False evidence that appears real. Mm. Appearing real is meaning it's not really real. Real. Think about it. Any time that you've ever been fearful of anything, you know, uh, when you faced it, did it actually happen? Mm. The thing that you feared, that you thought was going to happen. Like, think of, for an example, if you got on a roller coaster and you're like, I don't want to go on a roller coaster because I think a boat's going to come off and I'm going to fly out of here and we're all going to die. Right. And then somebody forced you to get on that roller coaster and you had the most exhilarating time of your life and it was right. so fun and not one boat was out of missing and you got off the thing. You're like, man, that's pretty cool. I'll go again. Right? <laughs> as long as it's not Final Destination. As long as it's not Final Destination, right? Because you're thinking the premonition, right? That's exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah. People program stories in their head right. and once they program that story in your head, you make it real. The thing about your subconscious mind, it can't tell the difference between it's real or an imaginative, the things that's in your imagination. It can't tell the difference. Right. So... Which, whatever you think, your mind makes real. Right. So just like in a movie, it's a wow. premonition. So when you think that's going to happen, it happens. Mm. So that's fear. That's a false evidence that appears real. <laughs> so you got to face it. Once you face that fear, nine out of ten times, it never happens. So facing that fear, facing that. does that make people look at you sometimes like, oh my God, like he's he's untouchable. He's like. He floats and walks above water. <laughs> Do people ever look at you well, and I, think, I think, you know? I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't float on the water, man. I'm far from Jesus. He man. walks like water. <laughs> I do catch bullets with my teeth. Yeah, but bullets to his teeth. <laughs> no, no. You know what I mean? Like, the thing is, that, uh, somebody told me this a long time ago. They said, if you tell somebody your dream and they don't laugh at you, your dream ain't big enough. Mm. Right? So, like, a lot of people, when I speak about, like, what I want to do, I got this great idea, and they're like, "Man, that's crazy." And I used to, it used to scare the crap out of me because, like, I didn't feel like people believed enough. And I'm like, "Man, I don't think it's that difficult." Like, <laughs> right. And he's like, "Man, that's crazy. You can't do that. That's ridiculous." Like, mm-hmm. Then I start to doubt myself. I'm like, maybe you're right. Right. Like, dang. Then I start thinking about all the disempowering things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang. I guess I could lose all my money. I mean, just like when I first opened my barbershop. Mm-hmm. I first opened my barbershop, and to be honest only had enough money to open up my barbershop and literally only had enough capital to be open for six months. Mm. Literally. If I didn't make more money within that time frame, my, my, my wife and I at the time, she was my wife, but we, I had a daughter. Uh, right. My daughter, we moved into a house together. Right. And the same month, we moved into our first home together and I opened up the shop the same month. <laughs> no, no pressure, no pressure. No pressure, right? Right. And, and my, my lady was like, 
are you going to be able to come up with your half of the rent? Right. Because this is new for both of us. Because yeah. she had her own place before, I had my own place before, and then I got a daughter. So we moved in this home together, and then I just opened this barbershop business at the right. same time. So now I got two more two rents at the mm-hmm. time. And I was like, you know what? I don't know. But I tell you what, I'm going to be working my tail off until I figure it out. Like, I won't, right. you know, I won't sleep. So I just decided that I would put any whatever whatever it took. That's all I had. And I went to work. And guess, you know, first month I had to rent. Second month I had to rent. Third month I had to rent. And in six months, you know, like I said, I only had enough money to be in business for six months. Right. I've been in business for 10 years now. Wow, nice. <laughs> so yes. the thing is, is that, but at first, people were saying, why would you open up that business? You're out of the, the neighborhood, out of the culture. You know, we was out of the hood. So yeah. they're like, where my shop was at. They're like, why do you want anybody black gonna come out there? Ain't nobody gonna come see you out there. Why would you do over that over there? You, you different, you changed. You know, I couldn't cuss my shop. Like, oh, this ain't no barbershop, this ain't no business, this is different. I had all of this, all of these negative things. And people, I'm not coming. And then, you know, in the location I was at, you know, it, it was a predominantly white neighborhood. Right. So, you know, white people wasn't coming in once they see me in there, they wouldn't come. <laughs> They'll come in and walk right out. Right. Even though I can cut their hair, they come in and walk right out. I'm nice mm. to them. They're like, nah, you know. So I just was there. Right. You know, but I love, you know, by the grace of God, I did seven years in the same location and, you know, won multiple awards, you know, at yes. the barbershop business right there in that corner. Yeah, that's where I first came. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, wow. But, but that was me facing my fears when everybody said I was crazy for yeah. doing it. But the first one to kind of be on that side of the town to, to, to do something so crazy. Now, anything I do, people think they believe me in the sick. And if I say I'm going to go move the Woodman Tower with my bare hands, like, yeah, I believe you can do that, man. It's like, <laughs> it's a poor old building. It's like Godzilla. Yeah, it's like, yeah, man, you can do everything. I'm so, sure you can do it now. And, and if I'm saying this right, you weren't trying to prove anybody wrong. You were just trying to get things done. I always had a bigger mission. Like, I just wanted to, like, make a change for other people. My mm-hmm. life is about others. You know, like, the reason why I moved my shop where it was, it was not to prove anybody wrong. It was just to start something different, to be a spark, okay. to be inspired. And I was trying to show, you know, you know, with the intent of doing it, because I had no idea if I could. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, man, I wanted to show, you know, my, my, my culture, my, my city, you know, my peers, that, you know, we don't have to... St- stay in North Omaha is where we stay to be effective in North Omaha. Right. You know what I mean? We can, That's a difficult thing. Yeah, it yes. was very difficult, especially 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. So, by me moving out there, you know, now is embracing. So now, you know, we all kind of, it's still like multicultural now. Because prior to, we only cut black people, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Now it's a multicultural business and now, right. you know, we've learned to mingle with you know, different races and different Peers is different. The clientele is different. Right. Doctors and lawyers—they're not intimidated by us, and so many different things. Our prices are higher. We've now learned to raise our value as individuals, as professionals. You know, that's something that I, you know I was at the—I was at the forefront of that. Right. Yeah. That. And and for those of you that don't know, when you go into this shop, it is a great environment. There are great people. You will see different uh, faces, different colors, different faces, and. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. All I really wanted to do was just to show people that you're only as valuable as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And if 
you think you're not that valuable, then you won't be. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a, mm. yeah, so thinking is what it's based upon. Right. So, so Arthur Lyle will have a 50 cent piece coming out soon. <laughs> a $50 bill <laughs> with his face on it. Yeah, I'm trying to do something. A billion dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, man. So it's so funny because, uh, uh, like, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. I read a lot, man. Um, you know, there's a years. What really, you know what? Let me tell you. What really shifted my mindset for real? Mm-hmm. Like, as I always, my uncle told me when I was a kid, he told me uh, I was five. I was about five or six years old, and he was in the military, uh, the Marine. And he used to come back home and visit for a little bit, and we just play. I used to love mess out of my uncle. Matter of fact, today is his birthday. Um, so we used to just chill, and he was. I just loved him, man. He was just. <laughs> he was just so full of life, mm. and he was so positive, right? And he told me one day, he's like, you know, with, you know, with your mind, you can move mountains. I'm mm. like, huh? I didn't believe him. I remember this. I was like six years old, five, six years old. He said, if you can, with your mind, you can move mountains. And he said it like that. You can move mountains. And mm. I, I really didn't understand. He's like, <laughs> he said, you just got to learn how to think. Right. He said, if you think hard enough, you can move mountains. And I, and it never left me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it basically gave me the, the tenacity in my heart to believe in myself. Right. You know, what I mean? even though despite all the negative things and all of the the, 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 uh, the the bad thoughts and you know everybody else limited thinking put on me or put on you, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, those things you have to somehow overcome them. Right. Because with people's opinions, you know, that's their opinions. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest, that played a big big role in my life and let me need to get in things. And and good luck trying to tell a marine that you can't do something. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly, right? So when you fast yeah. forward to, to, to today, you know, and then now, you know, everything, motivation is everywhere on social media now and mm-hmm. everybody's a motivational speaker and everybody is, you know, talking about this positivity stuff, but everybody's not practicing it, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, they speak it, but they're not practicing it. That's a different, mm-hmm. speaking it and not practicing is two different things. You know, so yeah, if I go back to my core at five, six years old, my uncle told me I can move mountains. Mm-hmm. You know, really what he was telling me is that rather you think you can or you think you can't. You're right. You can. Right. But nobody thinks that the power of your mind is that powerful. Right, yes. You know what I mean? Nobody we limit it. Yeah. It, but it's not limited though. Yeah. That's your unlimited power, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's why so many people, so I started, I started to study, my point to that story is, I started to study, if that's the truth, right, mm-hmm. and if that's what they say, like, in a good book, you know, that, you, you know, you, you have unlimited power, if that's the, if that's the truth, like, I'm looking at these people on television, like a LeBron James, like Tyler Perry, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Steph, mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone, those, Michael Jackson, these are some of the people that I looked up to, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, those are some people that I looked up to, and I'm like, man, they're amazing, they're great. How did they be so great? How did they be so amazing? Like, what did they do? What makes them different from me? And I'm just watching. I'm like, man, I want to make a change in somebody. I want to be. I want to be like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how do you do that? So I started to study. And I started just asking better questions. I started googling, like, what do successful people do? What are success, what, what are their habits? Mm-hmm. I'm just googling it. And the seven habits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what happened is that's exactly right. Yeah. Steve Covey, right? So. The seven, the seven highly effective habits of successful people. So 
what started happening is I started getting a series of people, a series of things, a series of uh, books that successful people read and they, mm-hmm. they, they refer. And like Steve Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Right. You know, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. You know, The Magic of Thinking Big. You know, like The Science of, uh, the science of Getting Rich. You know, Wallace Waddles. Waddles. You know, all of these books is mm-hmm. what the, the wealthier is reading. Mm-hmm. And the keys are in these books. But really, all of these keys is in this book. They're still all biblical principles. Right. You know? Right. So, but I started to dive in, man. I dove head first in, and I started to consume all this information. And that's really when it started <laughs> to unlock those keys for me. Right. Now, you you do provide some of that. I know you said you looked up to, you know, Bruce and Muhammad Ali and, you know, all these monumental people. But you're providing some of that to you know even people now like can you talk about what you where you just came from today yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yes that's good uh, so as a barber today uh, yesterday in fact started yesterday um you know every year we kind of do something for the kids to go back to school mm-hmm. you know um somehow collab with somebody or some nonprofit of some sort and yesterday we did you know for our community we went to a big park, uh, you know, Plaza Park, a park rather, and um, over, I think it was over 2,000 students or more, I think, something like that, 2,000 kids. They gave wow. away 2,000 book bags. Um, this shouts out to United Youth for this, you know. Uh, um, they, they did an amazing job, you know, we just kind of, you know, just did some free haircuts for them, you know, came in and collab with them on that and get some haircuts myself and a few other uh, local barbershops and barbershop owners. Wow. And d- donated our time to do that, and we cut a lot of heads just for free, just for kids just to have an opportunity to go to school, you know, fresh and looking right. good. You know, again, it's not about the haircut; it's about the confidence that they had. Right. You know, <laughs> you know I, mean, I would love day. to see those kids go back because I remember me when I was. Yes. Going there, you know, I mean, sometimes, <laughs> you know, we, my grandfather, buzzed it, and we wouldn't mad at the food. We put a bowl on top of our head and just cut around it, and we got to go to school like looking like, <laughs> like crazy. Play a part in being able to help a kid do that, man. That, that's amazing. And we did it again today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think today we collabed again. Another friend of mine, he had a barbershop, and uh, I think about eight or no, eight or nine of us barbers uh, came to his shop, and collectively we did about 120 haircuts today. Oh my God, yeah. 120. Yeah. How many barbers? There's about six or seven of us. Okay, six or seven. Yeah, yeah. twenty. Uh, yeah, 20 in person? Yeah, man, it was a lot of yeah. bit, man. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Did anybody bring food? <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, somebody actually did bring okay. some food, so was, that was all right. Just, just cutting with all your all your strength gone. We was cutting, man. Was Emp- cutting. Uh, empty. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I do. I do that. Um, and I also get back a lot, you know, just, just with the community, you know. Uh, I, you know, go speak to, to some of the, the youths. Boys towns and mm-hmm. things like that. I do a lot of that. Um, you know, they always come to my barbershops. I'm always pouring into them. Then you know, little mentorships there and stuff like that. Um, sometimes I go to the youth center and speak to the youth center kids and things like that. So whenever mm-hmm. I got a chance, whenever I can, you know, um, um, I feel like it's not. Most people are always looking for a platform to speak. Mm-hmm. Versus the person next to you might be the person that you really need to reach. Right. Yes. You know? So you know, I, I try to. Not look for a platform, but look for a person. Look for a heart. Mm. Man, on that note, I, I would I would keep you here all day. And for the you know make it plain Wayne listeners, 
you don't understand how much of a gem, a jewel this really is. We have conversations like this all the time, and they end up turning into something that uh, it, it, it turns out into a small bean and turns to a beanstalk. So, um, Arthur, thank you so much for coming by today. Thank you so much for taking this time to just speak to me and pour into these people. And um, yeah, we'll have to do this again. Sounds great. <laughs> hey, uh, so um, since we tapping out, I wanted this put this out there to your to your audience, man. Be it to your audience. Um, feel welcome to reach out to me on my social media at Arthur underscore Lyle on Instagram. And um, oh, check out um, also, you know, my book. I'll give out it, if you, however you want to do it. And know, I'll post a link too. Yeah, I post a link to you know where uh, you get my book for free. I give you know maybe ten people in your audience they can get you know via your link and uh, my book the cutting edge for free he's a generous king so, yeah, so <laughs> I just want the message out man I just want to help a person if I could be that spark to one individual that'd be amazing so it's called the cutting edge sharp strategy to shift you from struggles to success mm. so uh, yeah and it's got a lot of gems and uh, just talk a little bit about uh, it's a transparent story of how I've, I've shifted my struggles and uh, so can you and uh, it's quick simple strategies so yeah um, give you that link man and uh, yeah that'd be wonderful yeah alright well you all heard it I hope you uh, love me I love you back have a great week weekend and everything that follows take care and I'll see you soon <laughs>